Dude, Shel Silverstein's got a fucking Grammy. Did you know that? He wrote Boy Named Sue. Yeah, he did. I didn't know he got a Grammy for that, but I knew he wrote Boy Named Sue. I don't know if it was that that he got a Grammy for, but he's got a Grammy. It's fucking cool. Yeah. The more I looked up like Shel Silverstein, I was like, man, this guy just lived the life I wanted to live. Like, write some dumb fucking oh, poems yeah. you, that people you like. To write children's books for a long time. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Playboy. You wanted to be and, in Playboy. Yeah. I wanted to be in Playboy. You know, I sent him a lot of um, a lot of really risque photos, like me naked on a chair, like turn around, like, oh, you caught me or me naked in the garage, like fixing something like, whoops, my clothes. Where'd those go? You know, they That's got always, all like, oily. Yeah. I had to take off all my clothes. You know, sometimes I'd look real like, you know, passionate. Sometimes I'd look like real intense. I had all the guy had all the good shots. Um, the problem was my naked body. I think my, 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 my attitude was great. I just, uh, fun to look at my naked body, I think is the problem. Yeah. And I'm a man. I think I was sending I was barking up the wrong tree there. So, but they're, they're lost, you know, now who's a dying medium, right? This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's going to buy that. Is it a hit? Yeah. Welcome you know? <laughs> to another episode of Is It a Hit? Surprise. My, my co-host here didn't know we were recording, but guess what? We're recording. We're Guys, recording. Let's kick the tires and light the fires on this podcast, huh? Oh, yeah. Kick those tires, light those fires. Even if you can't breathe, fucking get after it, boys. Uh, don't let them shoot that green shit at you. That movie, uh, Independence Day, uh, was so ahead of its time because what Will, Will Smith says right there is, put your mask back on, Marine. Yeah. Oh, right. so prescient that Will yeah. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. They always, they always go back to ID4 and say, we should have known. That's, <laughs> <laughs> they warned us. Oh, oh man, why wasn't Harry Connick Jr. in more movies, man? I mean, you got you got ID four, you got mm-hmm. Hope Floats, probably sure. a couple other ones. But <laughs> man, that guy is charming. Yeah, he's attractive, man, and he can play a piano, and yeah. uh, he can. Yeah, he was one of the uh, first concerts I ever went to. Really, uh, I I did not. How yeah, old were you? Very young. I did. It was not my idea. My parents um, wanted to go see him, and then they just, I think they just couldn't find a babysitter. So they were just like, well, we got you and Michael tickets too. That's my brother. And uh, <laughs> we showed up and we found out we were in way worse seats than my parents. <laughs> like, they were like on the main floor. <laughs> we were in like the second balcony, like behind a pillar, you know, like so far away. And then I just kind of hated it the whole time. We were there for like three hours and uh, it was not for me. You know, this was probably, man, that what was it. What are the nineties, uh, early, early nineties or late nineties. It was terrible. What's the, he's scene? very talented. I came away and go, what was the scene? What's the scene Moms? like in the balcony, but, but like the balcony behind a pillar. Cause I'm assuming that's a different it, scene. <laughs> moms moms and and fat guys with beards that's what i remember 
Yeah. Interesting. Were, were those yeah. moms and the people with beards together? No. No. They, no. they clearly were not. Huh. Um, no, it was it – was, the, the concert was fine. He's very talented. I couldn't care less about his music. Um, we had a Christmas album in my, my, in my family, Harry Connick Jr. does Christmas or whatever. And, um, <laughs> Harry Connick just, Jr. saves Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Um, and my parents loved it. We, I think they played it so much that we lost it. Like they just, it just broke. And, um, it, yeah, we, what is the, what are the songs he sings? Um, shoot, I gotta I, uh, come back to me on that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to think of some some of the songs. But nobody, I'll tell you this: nobody knows Harry Connick Jr.'s Christmas album. I can tell you that nobody's singing that song, mm. those songs. So I mean, aren't well, those the yeah, same Harry as Connick regular Jr. Christmas songs? Doesn't everyone no, know those songs? That's, no, that's what I'm saying. They're not. That's they're not. They're they're not what you would expect. Like it's not like you know. Oh man! Now I have to look this it's up. Not like it's not All like right. a, a fun take on chestnuts roasting on an open fire. It's a song about no. a totally different kind of nut. Yeah, right. Uh. It's it's cheap knockoffs. Let me uh, look here. I have also seen Harry Connick Jr. live in concert. Um, I, I didn't get the uh, the full balcony experience. I didn't I didn't see a lot of the single moms moms there. But uh, man, that guy is charming. Uh, he even told this one bit. About uh, he told a story about like his uh, about his daughter like misbehaving or something I don't remember. But then like he ended the story with like that's when I burned her with a cigarette, and then he just like went into a song, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it was hilarious. But then I was also like, man, that guy is so smooth, he can just get away with that. It's great. <laughs> I'm t- terrible to women, and they they adore me for it. He was terrible to his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, man. wow, that was hilarious. Then I, as he was talking, I'm like, man, everyone here is just enabling this guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I didn't introduce myself, just to make it clear. Uh, uh, I'm Max. I'm your host for this uh, this evening. Uh, my co-host, Pat, is here to, to, to chat it up with me. That's uh, me. Yeah, that's Pat. Uh, we're the uh, we're, we're the 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 moms and the the, the neckbeards up in the balcony, but uh, the person yeah. you're here to see the Harry Connick Jr. Of this podcast, Nasty Nathan Sharp. You know, here it is. I don't know what Harry Connick Jr. looks like. So the whole time when you're talking about moms and 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 big hairy dudes with beards watching someone, I'm actually imagining them watching Julio Iglesias. Uh, <laughs> he's. I mean. He he's attractive enough to be cast in Independence Day four. That's an attractive cast. You know what I mean? Uh, Independence like, Day four. <laughs> Sorry, Independence Day. Just Independence Day. Um, well, the, I mean, the next one would be the, the third one. Right, ID four two. Wait a minute, ID four three. Yeah, ID four three. And yeah, and because I don't remember Independence Day now, well, now I'm just imagining Randy Quaid singing to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did try to make it seem like it was an attractive cast, yeah. but uh, Randy Quaid takes up a lot of screen time, yeah. and so does Hello, the guy. That boys, they... <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> oh 
man, Randy Quaid really got screwed on genetics. When you think about how his brother, Dennis Quaid, is just like a heartthrob. He just looks like the best man. Um, yeah. Married people? to Meg Ryan, maybe? Is that I don't know. I don't know. We'll just Jeff Goldblum. People say Jeff Goldblum's attractive? I don't know. I think well, Jeff Goldblum's uh, one of those uh, personality attractive people. He's like, um, uh, I don't, Pat, you're a straight man. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know how Kristen Shaw is attractive because she has like the she Kristen, can do all the voices. Ooh, you know, no thanks. Yeah, I was Kristen say, Shaw is a very no. attractive woman. No, with the, with uh, the, I mean, she's got I, the voices. She's, she's got the she's hilarious. It's attractive. She doesn't I mean, have voices. She has a voice. That voice is hilarious, and her her everything about her is hilarious. But. Attractiveness, no dice. So if yeah, you two, love, if you two were into dudes, you would not be into Gold Bloom. I, think I guess that's it. I okay. think no. I think I'm more of a Judd like Hirsch man, Kristen Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess. But I've heard people talk about him. <laughs> who's the guy? Who's the dude that's just like, oh no? Who's that guy? Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein. <laughs> It's just like ah, that whole movie, and then he gets exploded. Like, like that movie, he's just like he's just like ah, why am I here? And then like a wall of flame comes at him. He's like, dang it! He yeah. Oh, oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> and Judd Hirsch is like. The president, you you they, you, David, you talk to my boy, David. Yeah, talk, like... talk to my talk to the president, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what I'm saying. This is a star-studded cast. Every single one's attractive. A plus, A plus, A plus. A chief among the brave. B, B, B minus, B minus. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Firestein, some of the most attractive people, Judd Hirsch in Hollywood. Okay, and among those people, they cast Harry Connick Jr. because he is just as attractive as, as these men as Randy Quaid. Man, my Quaid my point fell apart there. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, if you think about man. it, Pat, of all the people that you said, I think you, the two people who didn't get invited back to the sequel, Randy Quaid and Harvey Firestein. Well, they both exploded in flame. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like they knew where the money was and it wasn't on those lookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, oh, God. Yeah, it might have been that. Man, you know what's funny? I have a friend that uh, <laughs> we were watching Independence Day. And you know that scene where uh, they're in the tunnel and and, um, and Vivica A. Fox kicks the, kicks the door open uh-huh, to yep. avoid the fire? Yep. Because fire just keeps going in a straight line, Oh, right? yeah. You don't know that? Yeah. It's a wind <laughs> tunnel effect. It's just like... Yeah, it's just like- <laughs> <laughs> All fire moves like a flamethrower. Yeah. One direction, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need. So to, she. It doesn't go where the oxygen is. Yeah, it just goes in a straight line. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> let me ask you guys this: Do you guys remember what the name of the dog in Independence Day is? Yep, I do. What's what's uh, Nate? Do you remember? 
I don't know, but I do remember that the dog jumps out of the way of the flame <laughs> into the tunnel at the last second. Yeah. 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 It was the dog's name was Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. She, she screams, Boomer. And I have a friend that we were watching it together. And he said, Mr. Dog's name was Mobar. <laughs> Fucking Mobar. Mobar. Just screaming Mobar. <laughs> and he thought that this was, we were adults when he said this. He just grew up thinking that that dog's name was Mobar. <laughs> Mobar. Oh, he's like named after, it sounds like a fucking, like bounty hunter in Star Wars. Uh, Mobar and Forlam, they go out together to try to find Han Solo. Fucking Mobar. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I hope he listens to this and he gets mad at me and I get an angry text. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, oh, man. Oh. That's good <laughs> stuff. I love that movie, man. I saw, I saw that movie so many times. I went, yeah. to, I went to the second one just because I was like, I like this first one so much. I know this one's going to be terrible, but I, I owe it. I owe it to the, to the big, you know, the producers and the, and yeah. the, uh, the studios for making this movie. Take my money. I have no other way of giving it to you, but this is this is how I'm going to give you my money. And after like five minutes in, you were like, "Oh crap! Oh crap!" <laughs> <laughs> they they made you the new Harvey Firestein. Yeah, call Doctor Katz. Is that it? Always in his house in the Hamptons. <laughs> uh, did they bring? Uh, let me ask you this: because um, he's dead, Randy Quaid's dead. Did they bring back Judd Hirsch? Yes. Yep, he's in it. Yep. They give him more, like, action scene. There's, like, a scene where he's, like, driving his boat away from, like, a coming, like, tidal wave. I remember at one point. Uh, who who is Judd like, Hirsch? Action. For those of us that uh, that don't know, like, actors' names, who's he in original Independence Day? Because everyone's seen that. He, he's uh, Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> dad in the movie. Yeah. Oh, think, okay, solid. Think, uh, yeah. And he was also in Jewish Taxi. Man. He was yeah. in Taxi. Like the taxi back, you know, with DeVito and uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one where Andy Kaufman goes renegade and kills a bunch of criminals. Good movie. <laughs> exactly. Yep. yep. Exactly. And Queen yeah. Latifah's in it. <laughs> in the new one? Yep. Queen Latifah is? Does she play Vivica A. Fox? <laughs> no. That was a taxi. Okay. No, 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 oh, okay. a taxi still. She was in a movie called Taxi with Jimmy Fallon. We don't need to go down that hole. Back to ID4. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, this uh, in this in the second one, I mean, nothing. You're you're really exciting me because I haven't seen it, but nothing to me is more exciting than the phrase Judd Hirsch action scene and mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the concept of a of an a man who was old back in like the '90s to see him do an action scene now and you know. In the 2020s, I mean, you, why didn't they just why didn't they put that in the trailers? Because that sells it for me right now. Like I, I, you told me that he was in more action scenes, and I was like, I've wasted my life. I should have seen. I should have seen this movie. Yeah, you're not missing much. It's kind of a mess. I mean, there's some interesting setup for you know like future movies because they introduce like another race of aliens and. Uh, but it's just, 
it, it's just a mess, and it just doesn't have the nostalgia of the. They they don't blow up all the cool, you know, all the cool landmarks. You know, what are they gonna blow up now? The Leaning Tower of Pisa. Wait a minute, right. left. I think I Sydney vaguely watched this movie. I think <laughs> I've seen this one. Is it? Is it? Wait a minute. Hold on. I think I've seen this, and I remember it. Now that I've also seen the movie Iron Eagle, is it pretty much just a mashup of Independence Day 1 and Iron Eagle with a shoehorned-in happy ending? Um, possibly. I still have not seen Does a child fly a plane? Uh, no, there's someone right. super young. No, it's Will You're Smith's kid. Of, yeah, that's yes, what it is. That's what it is. This movie's the same movie as Iron Eagle, except that his kid isn't stealing the plane to fight a nondescript Middle Eastern country. He's it's actually a member of... Not the... illegal aliens, actual aliens. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, maybe it's a different movie. But I've seen this movie, and I forgot I watched it until now. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, you guys got any any other ID4 uh, <laughs> bits you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm trying to re- I'm trying to think of some other ones that I I want to talk more enjoyed. about hot sequels. Ooh, okay. I think I think you're are really you gonna, onto something. Are you going to try to do a sequel to a popular song? It's kind of oh, unheard of. I oh think boy. that's very important. I think yeah. What what? Yes. This is like it. like a response because that's something that that it's rare. It doesn't happen a lot, but there are like songs that are written in response to songs that you could technically call like a sequel. Um, I can't think of any off the top of oh, my head. I mean, you're thinking of uh, "Sweet Home Alabama," right? Isn't that Sweet a Home response? Alabama definitely references yeah Neil Young, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's not a and sequel. There's all, well, obviously, that. there's a lot. A real yeah. I think I think you can pioneer stuff because obviously there's like you know, you know diss tracks and stuff like that. Like a lot of rap, they'll do they'll go back and forth and like you know, and I wouldn't call those sequels, but like you could actually pioneer something where you're actually like doing like Thriller two, right? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, untitled well, again. Yeah. This is this is perfect. Well, let's talk some more movie sequels because I want to see how movie sequels do it, especially sequels where it's done by a different director. Because that's ultimately oh, what we're perfect. doing here. Yeah, Pat, yeah. What's your what's your favorite sequel by a different director? Oh, it's got to be uh, Empire Strikes Back, right? Oh, like, okay. That's, is that that's the that? best? Irwin Kershner. I I don't remember. It's just I know it's not. Uh, I know it's not. Um, What's his George Lucas there? Okay. Man, I I walked by George Lucas one time, and he was like, and I'm not exaggerating, he was Ewok sized. Like <laughs> I, I could not, I could not believe how tiny that man was. I was just like, oh my god, and um, little tiny baby man, and he was like rotund and like just kind of like quiet. He was just like. And kind of, I, he had like a little waddle to him. He I was. I think that was Frank Oz. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Frank Oz. But yeah, I could. I couldn't believe how short he was. I knew he was kind of short, but I didn't know he was that short. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Empire Strikes Back. 
Yeah, that's a uh, yeah that that's a, that's a good one. That's obviously one of the better sequels. But I've just watched those recently because uh, my son uh, those are like the PG ones. Mm-hmm. So I watched those and I forgot how uh, poorly paced uh, A New Hope is. Man, yeah, that, it's a rough one. It's a rough one to get through. I, I know that people loved it back in the day, but it is uh, it's a struggle to get through. They they don't even like start attacking the Death Star until there's like eight minutes left in the movie. Yeah, I I would say that of the original three, that's my least favorite. But it's um, and yeah. I know a lot of people a lot of people hate uh, Return of the Jedi, but I just think it, Return of the Jedi is fantastic. Oh, it's a great movie. I just love it. But yeah. I love all of them. Like, well, well, consider this: like the main protagonists in in Return of the Jedi, all of them have something to do in the finale. You yeah. can't say that about about uh, a New Hope. Like a yeah, new hope, it's, it's like there's one guy doing one thing, and then he kind of like stops trying, and like he just gives in to the force. Like you don't get the sense that Luke did it; you get the sense that like the force did it through Luke, right? Yeah. So it's really weird when you think about it in terms of like just from a writing perspective. That uh, yeah, not everybody had anything to do. There's just a lot of people that are on Yavin Four, like biting their nails. Yeah, and then then no, Han and, and then Han and Luke get medals, and and Chewie gets nothing yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Chewie wanted a medal, he should have made a cool yell like Han, where he's like, <laughs> "Yep." <laughs> yeah. He should have he should have done a better job in the finale. That's all. Yeah. And you know the Republic hate the, the this is what they don't tell you the Republic they hate Wookies, love an Ewok they'll take a tiny one right, but they hate Wookies. Yeah, that's 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 canon. Yeah, Pat not giving Chewie a medal. You know what that is? What's that's that? Wookie, that's a Wookiee mistake. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids you got? How many kids you got? You got two. Solid dad humor. That's oh, good. It's been uh, been gestating over the years. <laughs> that's good. Uh, second, I mean, if we could, if we we can do more Star Wars, but I'd say the second best sequel of any that I've seen is probably Aliens. Yep, that's what I was going to say, Pat. Yeah. Aliens, new director, far superior, in my opinion, to Alien. Uh, That that movie is just nonstop awesome. I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, lots of Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton shows up in a handful of James Cameron movies and all the time. Memorable. Man, in True Lies, you guys have seen True Lies, right? Yeah. Oh God, he just he just steals that whole movie. I mean, not the whole movie, obviously, but like he he's in it and he just shines. Man, I he I I think of all of the actors who passed away in like the last several years, I think I was most sad about him. Just as a character actor who just everything he pops up in just glows. You know, it's funny. He does a great job in those like roles where he's just kind of playing the normal man, like just kind of like a coward and like a selfish dude. You ever notice that? Like he's yeah. never like the like hero. He's always just some guy like an alien. He's like, game over, man. Game, game over. over. Game yeah. Over, like, man. and then in like Tombstone, he's just kind of gets shot. Like He's just like, he's like, we don't even need to know your name, brother. You're just gonna move the plot forward when you die. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, the other guy with the mustache. He, we'll name him. We'll call him like Clive or something. But uh, yeah, man, like 
<laughs> it's just he plays those roles. You know, for a while there, you and I were sending, we were trying to find gifts. Max and I were sending gifts to each other that had zero context, and we couldn't figure out why anyone would make them gifts. Like they didn't have an emotional core. There was no reaction to them. They weren't like something where someone's like shushing or saying stupid or like something like that, right? Like gifts are in, in texting is are typically resigned to like some sort of reaction, like a celebration or an anger emote, something like that. But we would find these, these gifts of just random parts of movies, like two second clips of movies that had nothing to do with anything that you couldn't send to anybody for any reason. And I felt like, um, we had Tom Arnold gifts that didn't work a lot. And then we had a few, um, Bill Pullman too, right? Or was it Bill, Bill Paxton? Sorry. Well, that's, um, that's um, you know, we we could overlap here because we have talked about Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton that's on true. this episode. Which, sorry, sorry for the listeners if you get those two mixed up, but they're they're commonly mixed up in Hollywood. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, he plays these these roles where he's just kind of a you know a sleazy dude or like just some he's like the the shittier version of Tom Hanks where Tom Hanks is got, he gets roles because uh, the average man can place themselves in his shoes very easily. And like, he's the, he's the guy that's like, yeah, I know some shit bag that acts like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, a, that's I got good for him. That's a cool way to make a career. Yeah. I guess he was, a, he was a good guy in Twister, right? He wasn't oh, a bad guy in Twister. He was, he was awesome in Twister. Yeah. Twister is a movie that, uh, I I don't know why, but when it came out, I think that was the movie I saw the most in theaters in its first run. I saw that movie, I remember, I don't know why, I remember weird number of facts like this, but I remember I saw that movie four times in the first eight, or in an eight-day span. In Jesus. Theaters. Yeah. It, I don't know why, but I just, <laughs> I love that movie so much. And I, there was, a, in, in Ann Arbor, there was, a, there used to be like a $2 movie theater. And when oh, it yeah. Hit, yeah, Fox Village Theater. It was great. It's over where the the Plum Market is, over on like uh, like Stadium and Maple. That's where, that's where it was. And I, I used yeah. to go to that theater all the time. It wasn't anywhere close to my house. It was <laughs> over in Ypsilanti's, but it was like it was so far from my house. But it was so cheap to go see movies there that I would I would just go, and my parents could like drop me off at when I was of a certain age, and I could just you know spend two bucks on a movie and. You know, popcorn was super cheap too, and it was just like an awesome, cheap family get up. You know, we, like I said, I, I think I saw every single time I saw Twister, it was there. And it was two dollar movies. Yeah, two, that, those are awesome. I, I yeah. just love that. And and like they even had it. Um, we when we were in college, it was still in existence, but it was at uh, it was at the mall. Did you know that? Yeah, Briarwood. Yeah, I, yeah, I it was at Briarwood. They had a yes. student rate. Too, and you could take the bus there for free, and if you were a student, and you could, uh, it was yeah, student rates were were super cheap. I love. It used that. to be like a, it used to be a United Artists Cinema. I remember that. I don't think those exist anymore. Well, it was real weird because it was never like popular or current movies. Like yeah. the movies that they would be playing at the two dollar theater would be like sometimes like five years old, and like sometimes they'd be like just on the other end of like, you know, if the movie had been out, you know how like. When we were young, we used to go and you'd go to the movies. You'd be like, I want to go see Dragonheart. And then, like, you'd show up and Dragonheart would be like, they wouldn't be showing it anymore. You'd be like, oh, like, we I didn't have enough demand. Yeah, we're going to yeah. show, 
We're going to show uh, Overboard. Yeah, you, you end up watching, you yeah, know, some Braveheart? Billy Zane. What am I going to watch? Braveheart? Huh? Yeah, nope. Dragon Dragonheart. Sorry. <laughs> so you'd go to see a movie, and then it'd be, you know, it'd be out of theaters, and then you'd just watch some other garbage you hated. And um, but that, like, when those movies like got out of like you know circulation or whatever, when they just stopped showing, like, the two dollar movie theater would like pick them up. It was real weird. It was like they had old movies that were like you know classics, kind of classics, but then they had other movies that were just like they weren't to video yet but they were out of the regular movie theater thing. So you could yeah. like, I think I watched like the Incredibles at that, at that. And it was like, it, you know, the Incredibles were out already, but like, that was when I saw it. And I was like, this is great. Cause I love that movie. That was a good movie. Yeah. Before it became a cheap movie theater, I saw dumb and dumber at that theater. That's awesome. Yeah. Great flick. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What a funny, what a great time. Oh, love going to the movies. It's been a while. Um, I miss it. Miss it. I miss it a lot. Yeah. Oh, right. I guess well, what? Hey, do you guys have? What? Well, Max, you keep it going. You keep it. I was gonna get you all excited, but I don't think you need oh, that. No, I no, think no, no. Trent, let's pivot. Well, I was thinking. So, y'all, y'all ever have any drive-in movie theaters? You ever been to a drive-in movie theater? Oh yeah, we got a yeah. drive-in movie theater this side. And gearing, oh, yeah? up, gearing up to see some hot, hot B movies. And I'm talking A-list B movies. I'm talking Godzilla versus Kong. Going to be watching mm. that at the drive-in soon. Once oh, that it, is... It's going to be Have you guys seen it yet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, saw, you saw it? Yeah. I saw it too. It's, uh, it's a bit of a mess, but every Godzilla movie is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. It the I, Some of the... Uh, like the supporting, uh, like the B plots don't really get much, you know, screen time. But I, I thought that the 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 stuff with Kong, uh, with Kong and the world building was, was like Hollow Earth was really cool, and just uh, the fights I thought were were framed really nicely. We could see everything happening. It wasn't like watching uh, Pacific Rim, which I think was at night, but it was just like terrible to like figure out what was going on. This is like very nicely filmed, and you could you could. You felt like you were there, and it was it was easy to, to absorb. I, I, yeah, the the problem with monster movies, these big giant monster movies, is that you do, really don't have a reason to have human like human character, and that's like the really the be- the reason I think Pacific Rim is the best example of these like monster movies because it's still schlocky, like it's purposely schlocky, right? But they actually have a reason to have humans be in the central part of the fights. And um, they, I mean, it's a wild reason and it's dumb, but it's the best reason of any of the like Godzilla yeah, movies that or is like true, monster yeah. movies I've ever seen. You know what I mean? So like, it is like you're actually invested in them. Yeah, we have a direct influence in this because we are the ones fighting these these monsters, yeah. Yeah. I just love Guillermo del Toro does such a great job. His creatures are so cool. Um, But yeah, I, it it is, the fight scenes are good. Um, It it gets real. I mean, it's, it's really considering what was it? 2014 or 2012. What was the one where you barely see Godzilla? Um, Yeah, that was like, uh, yeah, 14, 15, I think. Yeah, the movie where they they advertise Brian Cranston in the previews, and then he's in there for like four hours. Yeah, like 
season. Oh, they did the uh, they did the Seagal move in that movie. Same oh, where he Seagal dies and, in the first um, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. oh shit, what, what movie was that? That was uh, with uh, oh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, on the, on the executive decision. Yes, that's what it was. Sick. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're not gonna make it. He's like, you are, and then he just he dies. <laughs> great. No, it's great. Yeah, because he was. They also, they also did that with the the Rock in the movie Doom. You guys remember that? Wait a minute. No, that, that movie isn't just the Rock shooting aliens for an hour and a half. Exactly. He dies pretty pretty soon. Actually, as he's dying, he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm the star," and then he gets killed. Like it was like a very fourth wall moment. Like that gets cut off because he gets killed. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of kind of dumb. But yeah, the Rock. <laughs> Isn't that you mean to tell me very long. that a movie based on video game Doom is dumb? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Do you think it needed a sequel? <laughs> it needed a good sequel. Oh yeah, mm, and Doom maybe. 2? Or they do Doom the exact same thing, Earth. but they add like... <laughs> you know, the, the movies... Alright, so if we talk about <laughs> sequels, video games have a very simple way to do sequels right so basically basically in most video games what they do is they take it's like oh this format works so you, you liked doom we're going to do the exact same thing we're just going to give you a few more environments maybe two more we're going to give you two different more enemies and maybe two more weapons and other than that the game is basically the same and you're going to fucking pay for it and you're going to love it and uh video games like you know obviously they have to create new stories and stuff now but back in the back in the day like there was barely a story right so like <laughs> you were just running around shooting demons right and uh I, and blockbusters kind of do that same same thing where i'm guessing that every scene in independence day 2 was just them trying to one-up uh the tentpole action scenes from the first one i'm just guessing that so it's, you have a very it's not, it's not really. structure. It's, it's very different than the first one. Uh, really? And I, yeah, and I think it was too different that they didn't they didn't do enough to like the whole movie is uh, set up around I think it's like the twentieth anniversary of you know the attacks in the first movie and they're having like a like a big parade on the mall and they're also like you know as they're you know setting up an exposition for the movie they're. They say things like they gave us the technology we would never have thought of elsewhere, and they, so immediately the military has all the technology that the first that the, the aliens left over in the first movie. So there, it's just it, it, you just don't feel like you're in uh, oh, wow. the world that the first one was in because the first one you you're you feel like you're in like present time in nineteen was nineteen ninety six, and all of the technology is like relevant there's a lot of practical effects you feel like it's very authentic it's grounded in reality the second the only, one is like we yeah. have all this new technology look at all these new spaceships we can build we can go in outer space we have a base on the moon are, are all the are all the ships space f-16s because that was like the only only um uh ship that that the the military had you didn't see like anything other than F, f-16s i remember yeah. that yeah <laughs> it, it, now it's it's all like futuristic stuff, and it's just so it's not. It's tough. It, it just don't has. It doesn't have the same uh, nostalgia that the first one had. And you, like I said, you can't just you, you can't. It's not grounded in reality, and I I don't know. It, it was tough to get on board with it, and 
like I said, so did they, take my money. Did they say anything about Boomer or Mobar? No, Mobar was dead. Oh. Yeah. Didn't make Did they, they didn't have a line? Like, I miss Mobar. Where the kid's like, oh, man, I remember where my, but the kid who's now, uh, you know, an adult flying the plane, he's like, ah, I'm doing this for Mobar. I had to put him down. <laughs> he was too traumatized by the experience. Oh, man, I can't. I can't he, punches it, he punches he punches an alien in the face and he's just like that one's for Mobar. <laughs> I can't wait. Her. I think I think uh this next song is gonna be about Mobar and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a song for Mobar is, is a good song. But I well the, I think a song the for Mobar, of Mobar. Yeah, I think it's a much easier song to make than a sequel to another song, so we'll give you that. Because I feel like sequel to a song is a fun concept, but would take more than a week to create. Just, no. just my my two thoughts. No, I think some of these. I think I think they could be real ham ham fisted. Ham fisted is the word you use, right? When something is just very uh, blatant. And... You can't you can't bring up ham fisting something and, and yeah. make it pat, you know, sidetracked. So it's a sequel to the to the Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> biopic. <laughs> Well, you no, you you can't make um, you can't make a sequel song to something that wasn't a song. You have to do a sequel song to a song. Well, I mean, like you know, you could have like "Bye Bye Miss American Pie" too, where you talk about <laughs> like Tupac Hello. and Biggie socialism. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, that's the one with Jason, Jason Biggs is in it for some reason, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I think there's a lot of good sequels out there. You got any more, Pat? Any more, uh, any more sequels that that go in a different direction? That oh, you know, that, that switch it up. Yeah, Ooh. a little too different. Yeah, good or bad. Different. I don't I thought, have anything right now. I thought uh, Lethal Weapon made a big stylistic change from one to two. Well, if we're talking about movies that change over time. I mean, Rocky and Rambo are, yeah. are prime movies that start as like realistic movies. That's the first true. one's like super real, and then the last one's like a cartoon. <laughs> like Rambo One is like just like a drifter <laughs> murdering cops in like the Pacific Northwest or whatever, and then like it, it changes somehow into him just like being a monster and like murdering people like Jason. I'm serious. The <laughs> Teaming last, up with the um, Mujahideen in Afghanistan. Yeah, that <laughs> definitely happens. All right. So the, the, not the most, not the last blood, you know how like he came out with one that was last blood. I haven't seen last blood, but the one just before last blood, um, was John, one of the most John Rambo. I think that's how it was called. It was yeah, like it starts out with him being a snake wrangler in Vietnam or something. It's real weird. Like he's just like just like him wrangling steaks and making a knife, and it's just very strange. But then it turns into the most violent movie, one of the most violent movies I've ever seen, and it basically follows like the the format is the same thing as a horror movie where you know how in like horror movies you have Jason or Mike Myers or whatever, and they're basically picking off teens that have done something wrong. They smoke drugs or had sex or they drank beer. Right. 
um, whatever happens, didn't this, go to this church, killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the killer slowly picks him off. Right. It's weird that side note. It's very strange that can that like horror movies always reinforce conservative ideology. So it's like if you don't pay attention to like a Judeo-Christian God's belief system, then Jason's going to kill you. And like if you want to be the last girl, the final girl in a horror movie, you have to be chased. You have to like not partake of drugs. You have to like there's all these list of things. That it's like basically you have to follow the Ten Commandments and then you won't die or you will at least live longer than the others. Wait, okay. that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, not sure. Um, in real life, mm, not sure. Um, so, but this this uh, is that the fifth Rambo? I think it's the fifth Rambo. The fifth Rambo follows that format, but it just changes like the teens. It just removes the teens and puts in like militant, like you know, I don't know if you can call them terrorists, but like there's just like a military group, and and Rambo becomes like the like the the jason or the mike myers and he's just like slowly killing them until it reaches the finale where it's like a massive killing field and he just goes crazy but like watch that movie and tell me it's not a horror movie kind of like reversed where we're rooting for jason because it, it is like super violent and like scary and like it's just that's what i thought the whole time i was watching it it's really really interesting Nate, we also may have cut you off when you're talking about driving movies. What did you have anything else there? No, no, no. I'm 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 thinking about uh I'm thinking about this dog sequel. <laughs> I'm thinking about <laughs> Mobar Mobar lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if they if they didn't say that Mobar died, right? If Mobar can outrun fire, right, and outsmart fire you know, I mean, <laughs> Harvey Firestein couldn't do what Mobar did, right? Like Mobar was like, yeah. "I'm going to do something," whereas you know, Firestein was like, "Oh crap." Um, yeah. But maybe it's because Mobar I didn't smoke realized, as many cigarettes. I just realized you think that they cast him because his name was Harvey Firestein. Like, yeah, and that, that's how he died was by the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They also didn't. They didn't include. Uh, um, Jonathan killed by an alien in the sky with rain lasers. Yeah, be that two on the, could be two on the nose. That guy was yeah. born for that role, but couldn't, <laughs> couldn't pass the screen test. I did really like how mean it was where like Vivek A. Fox's friend, the other stripper, was like, I'm going to go say hi to the aliens. <laughs> and like yeah. She gets on top of that skyscraper and she's like, yay! <laughs> it just gets like vaporized <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as a child, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Vivek A. Fox is also like, you be careful. <laughs> yeah, right! She's like, I'm going to do the opposite of that. I'm going to go right underneath it and get vaporized first. Oh man, that's so mean. That's such good writing. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, she's a she's a stripper though, so I mean, she didn't abide by the Judeo Christian, you know, yeah. values. So right. And it's something. There's got to be someone that made a smarter, you know, like movie or show about that. But like that concept that like these super liberal like movie makers always like reinforce these ultra conservative ideals. It's very strange. It's kind of cool. Well, I don't Re- know if it's reaching cool. across the reaching across the aisle, you know? Yeah. It's a bipartisan issue. 
it's okay to kill women if they've done drugs. So um, <laughs> we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Drum Thurmond. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to you got to talk for like fifty hours to try to stop like you know the civil rights bill or whatever. Well, that's what this podcast is, right? That's we're just talking for hours until you know progress yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that this this podcast is all recorded at one time on the Senate floor, and we're slowly trying to stop the liberals from changing the country for the better. Yeah, well, filibuster makes me feel good. <laughs> oh man, you could do a, a Ghostbusters uh, Ghostbusters two song. I think oh, there, there was a song, right, from that? It did have a theme there, song. It, really? I think it did. Yeah. Nowhere near as popular. It was, but it had, oh. it had, like, a very shoehorned-in theme song. It might have been a classic, like, early 90s, like, oh, we got, it, you know, rap is new and cool and mainstream. It might have had oh, like, a very shoehorned-in, like, hip-hop theme. Yeah. I can't remember. It wasn't like, Bustin' yeah. Still Makes Me Feel Good. No, it wasn't. Uh, it, it it really could have. I'm a big fan of songs with sequels. Like you know, um, uh, uh, Chubby Checker do the twist. Well, yeah. Next, the summer after that, he came out with a song that just said, "Let's twist again." That's <laughs> the exact same song. Like we, like we did last summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, the guy who but, made the Monster Mash came out with the Monster Swim. It didn't make any sense. It's just very strange. It's literally the same song, I think. The Monster Swim. You guys got to look that one up. I can't sing it. But that works but yeah. so well, like when you have to buy something on a physical record, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like it's like Doom 2 coming out, you know? It's like, oh, you still have yeah. Doom 1? I have Let's Twist again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, better. <laughs> Nate, what are some songs that you think you could add and you could do a single to? Okay? Like Walking in Memphis again or Jogging in Memphis. <laughs> like getting an Uber in Memphis. What's what are the what are the all oh, the scooters? What are those called? You know what are those scooters called? The uh Riding the ones the electric they... scooter in Memphis. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Stuff like that. Yeah. What yeah. Like two, yeah. two, 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 is a sequel to studio. Yeah. It's literally just two over and over and over again. <laughs> the same song. Uh, <laughs> okay. Every, I mean, there's a lot of dance songs. If you could do it for like, um, you know, if you could do it for a twist, you could do a sequel to any dance song. But I feel like every you have to invent the dance first. So I'd have to invent oh, yeah. a brand new dance and then make a sequel to it. But it would be like the the remix <laughs> to Ignition, you know? Yeah. What's, you don't you know when hears song? regular Ignition. Who's the guy that sings Take Your Shirt Off, Twist Around Your Head, Spin It Like a Helicopter? Uh, Petey Pablo. <laughs> you could do a sequel to that song. Yeah. Just a tribute to some other state. Wisconsin. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Yeah. Keep your shirt on. <laughs> yeah, keep your shirt on, Wisconsin. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'm writing down keep your shirt on Wisconsin. Uh, Nate, do you think you got what you need? I have no idea, but I'll see where it goes. <laughs> you got Mobar. You got, uh, you, got a, you got a lot of you got a lot of, got a lot of conversation to work through. Yeah, uh, we really, we really, we really latched on yeah. to Independence Day. What about uh, doing a whole song about um, Harvey Firestein? Um, I keep on He's thinking cool. ju- just like the uh, the Randy Quaid moment from earlier. I just keep on thinking Hello, of Harvey boys. Weinstein, and the whole time you're talking about him, I'm like. <laughs> Did Weinstein <laughs> produce Independence Day? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, we didn't make it clear that Harvey Firestein and Harvey Weinstein are not the same person. Not the same right. person. Yeah. We can't help what our brains do. Even once you told me that uh, Harry Connick Jr. isn't Randy Quaid or Julio Iglesias. <laughs> Still right there. Yeah. Hello, boys. I'm back. back. Man, I remember watching that movie, and for some reason, I, I thought um, in my in my mind, I had thought that um, who's the kid that was in Third Rock from the Sun? Fred um, Stewart, Gordon Levitt. I thought Joe. Yeah, I thought, I thought <laughs> that his son was played by French Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, don't sacrifice yourself. My eyes are very closed. Um, <laughs> Dad, uh, do not fly into the blue light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 30 Rock, we love you. 30 Rock in this joke, <laughs> Wasn't the joke that, um, that French Stewart um, was like a ladies' man in that, too? Like, wasn't it that he got laid a lot? Wasn't that a joke? Or am I making that up? I don't remember. I, I bought... I've watched, like I said, I watched like one recently and it, I didn't really get much into that and it didn't hold up if, and I didn't want to watch anymore. If that is the case, that's a mean joke. Because basically just some writer looked at French Stewart and was like, yeah, it'd be funny is if this guy just got laid all the time. <laughs> Looking like French Stewart. That premise alone is hilarious. Like, <laughs> and French Stewart just had to be a trooper and be like, yes, uh, that's very funny. <laughs> Wow, you think I like that? Um, all right. Well, if uh, we got we got anything else we want to cover before we uh, take a break? I think I think we're I think we're in a good spot. Sequel songs, Mobar, you know, Judd Hirsch, Harvey non wine non wine, but Firestein. Yeah, Bill yeah. Paxton. We talked about that. Movie theater, drive-in, Rambo. Keep your shit mm-hmm. on Wisconsin. Uh, Keep your shirt on, Wisconsin. It sounds like a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your shirt on, comma, Wisconsin. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get to a break, and we'll talk to you guys again after this. had some time to put together a little ditty for us uh, i'm not sure if we gave him a wealth of information or you know topics to talk about uh looking at my notes just for a quick refresher uh, i see a lot of id4 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, my notes are just Independence Day underlined four times, and then it looks like I uh, would like to either become Judd Hirsch, marry Judd Hirsch, or murder Judd Hirsch. I'm not sure which one, but uh, there's a lot of Judd Hirsches on my chair. Yes, Mary B. Yeah, right. Uh, and all my answers, yeah, all my answers are Judd Hirsch to those. So. It's, uh, oh, hopefully he's, oh, how about <laughs> oh, yeah. that? Harvey <laughs> Firesteen. What about, uh, F. Mary Kill for Judd Hirsch, Harvey Firestein, and Randy Quaid? Oh, yeah, this is good. Okay. Can I go first? Sure. Okay. So, oh, fuck. Well, I feel like Judd Hirsch, so you got to marry Judd Hirsch. Specifically the characters from Mighty Four, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you marry Judd Hirsch because he's the best person. You murder Harvey Firestein so you can get him to hear, oh, crap, one more time. And then, dude, you're just going to have a fucking hell of a time banging Randy Quaid. Everybody knows that. Like, that guy might be, like, the ugliest human alive, but I bet you that guy fucks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. And you don't marry so. Randy Quaid. The only way you marry Randy Quaid is if uh, you do a Billy Joe Shaver and you like remarry the same person like four times. Just marry, divorce, yeah. marry, divorce. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's yeah. my list. What's your list, Max? I think I would kill Randy Quaid. Okay. Um, I, I, I just definitely. Yeah, that seems like the most logical person to kill there. Um, <laughs> I would probably bang Harvey Firestein. What? I, yeah, I think that uh, I think that voice does it for me. Um, <laughs> oh crap! And then Mary, definitely Mary uh, Judd Hirsch. He seems like oh, a, yeah. he's got a stable, a good relationship with his kids. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like yeah. how this game implies that you don't fuck the person you marry that's a, a funny <laughs> funny little side note that i've yeah. uh, only now just realized it's, Nate, it's do you have a list i think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good on the list but i do have a retraction to make it's not okay. a retraction it's a correction i do remember sure. the song from ghostbusters 2 and i was <laughs> okay. i was looking back at it so it's it's on our own by bobby brown and it's okay. like that great, like, I guess we'll have to do it on our own. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's that yeah. one. Yeah, and they, they have, like, the montage of them at kids' parties. But what's hilarious, and I, so I did not realize that uh, the shoehorned-in rap that I was trying to remember is actually Bobby Brown rapping on that particular track. And um, the rap, so the whole song explains nothing. It has no reference to the movie. It would just be a standard... Bobby Brown, like, this is a hit. And mm-hmm. then they just shoehorn in a rap that explains the entire plot of Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> like, eight lines. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think I've ever heard this song. Oh, it's a great... If you've seen Ghostbusters 2, you've heard it. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll listen to it off air together, yeah. the three of us. We'll have a, uh, yeah. we'll have a fantastic As we do. time. As any more do. notes from... Any more notes for uh, that we want? recap real quick i got keep your shirt on wisconsin yeah that's a good one yeah keep your shirt on wisconsin we got mobile got that one yeah hey guys i noticed something uh yeah. did you guys realize that mobile is an anagram for rambo Ooh. no 
right wow. for sequels here. Oh yeah. boy. I didn't I think that's some we should have saved that for the uh, read between the lines episode. I think that's there's some conspiracy stuff going on there. Maybe Mobar is Rambo. It is it is funny to me that like conspiracy theorists like they like live in that area of like anagrams and like weird like symbols like that matters. Like, it is a very strange thing to me that like there's like a gr- like the people that are like in- interested in anagrams are like like third graders to fifth graders and then like adult uh, crazy people and like that's it. Like there's no like just normal person that's like, oh, that's an anagram for this. Do you know this is an anagram for this? It's like young kids and then just like crazy people like, don't you understand? September 11th is an anagram for, and then they, you know, you know, shout some weird thing. And you're like, I don't think that proves anything, but that is impressive. You found that. Yeah. Or like people who are trained to be on Jeopardy. Yeah. Maybe Jeopardy people, but the, you know, there's what four of them at a time. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Nate. Any uh, anything you want to give us before you play us that song? Listen, I was re- at first, as you all know, I want to be. Um, here, here's the deal: I want to be D'Angelo. I'm shoehorned yeah. into being a a, a a bad Randy Newman, and unfortunately, uh-huh. it pretty much just turned into a uh, a worse Sarah Bareilles. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with all this said, I like Sarah Bareilles, but but my dad was mean to imply, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. All right. So with yeah. all, with all that, um, uh, the people people at home, you'll get a, a couple more accoutrements than they might hear. You know, as I, but this is this is it. Here we go. One, one second. You wait, wait. Packed. What's a what's this song called, Nate? Oh, it's called Mobar. <laughs> all right. I cannot wait for some Mobar. All right. Just give me a second to pack. Dog's been alive since 95. We're coming up on 43. He's incontinent and it's pungent. It smells like fish between you and me. But he's an all star attractive cast onto himself. He was destined for fortune and fame. He's got wit, class, and style. Hey, Boomer. I'm lounging with Mobar on the couch He's all action here and now He's busting through flames in a tunnel He's an action hero dog He's made for trouble I'm lounging with Mobar
There are no hero boys. There are no hero girls. I'm lounging with Mo Bar on the couch. Watching interviews starring Bobby Brown. He's always here when I need it most. Oh, he's busting through flames just like he's busting ghosts. I'm lounging with Mo Bar. I'm lounging with Mo Bar. Mobar, huh? Yeah. Hey, Nate, I got a question for you. Where does this song take place? <laughs> this song? Is it... Yeah, is it... Okay, he's saving the world, but you're also on the couch with him. Yeah, you know, you're just lounging around with old Mobar there. He's real old, he's this smelly dog, and he, you know, he saved the world. Okay. Okay. You know, uh... Well... Huh. ID, it's ID three. You know he's been around for a while. He's 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 doing the the John Jonathan Rambo thing. He's coming back. <laughs> Mobar to me. <laughs> well, I like uh, first off, I like that you you made a song about Mobar because I believe he he deserves to be uh you know remembered and he deserves to be celebrated. So I'm glad that you wrote a song about Mobar. Um, <laughs> this this song sounds to me um, like a Jackson Brown song. If he was obsessed with the dog from Independence Day and didn't know its name, <laughs> does that make sense? Makes like great. It sense. almost. Hey, go ahead. Oh, I just said that makes great sense. Keep it going. Yeah, it sounds like it's almost like your version of like. You can leave my piano to the end. What's that song he does? Uh, that's uh, that's kind of what it reminded me of. It's like, oh shoot, my dad loves Jackson Brown. Um, Is I'm that the one where the roadies are fan. packing up? You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, that he, one. Roadie he's got song. A, 
Your dad's going to beat the crap out of you, Pat. He's going to beat me with a belt. <laughs> this is Frazier all over again. Um, <laughs> and it just, and, and if you know what I like about this song is I think we could sell it as a, uh, a theme song. This sounds like a 90s uh, sitcom you know, theme song. Oh, hanging with Imagine Mr. The- Mobar. <laughs> yeah. Imagine imagine coming into a song where they're just like, you know, they're cutting to people like a guy like working on his car and it's like hanging with the bar and he's like putting his he's like puts his hand up to his face, like gives him the pshaw look like oh hanging he hits his with head the on the uh, yeah, he hits his head on the hood as he comes out and then smiles at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a cop, you know, helping a helping a, a teen get a cat out of a tree puts the kid down and then he puts his hands on his hip and he tilts his head to the side and grimaces and smiles a little bit at the end, gives him the pshaw like, Oh yeah. Hanging with no bar. Yeah. I could see, um, you know, who, who would be in a, who would be in a, a, a show like this? Oh, David Coulier type being the dad, you know, hanging with Mr. Mobar. Yeah, the, I mean, probably still Ted Danson. That guy has so many sitcoms, so I assume Ted Danson. Yeah, that guy doesn't say no. I'm pretty sure if you just ask him, he'll do it. Ted's yeah. a big listener. Hey, Ted, hey, Ted hey. are you available? <laughs> we want to make you a dog from Independence Day. <laughs> hey, hey, Ted, you want to dress up in blackface to impress your girlfriend? Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> did he do that? Is that something yeah. that he did? Yes, yeah, in in the early '90s, I think he was dating Whoopi Goldberg, and at a I think it was like a Friars Club roast of Whoopi Goldberg, he dressed up in blackface, and people Holy are just giving him the pass, dude. Come yeah. on, oh, come it'll, on, it'll come out. But it's uh, I mean, once Twitter picks it up, it'll be fine. But it's I mean, it's it's a it's a known thing. It's not like he's hiding it from anyone. Right. I think that's yeah. what a lot of comedians back then who who've done that are just like oh god when's my time staring at their wife yeah i mean yeah we it, it's hard to come out and say i uh, you know you can't come out and be like it's fine but i don't know there's just seems like there should be a line like the, you know if we have like uh what's the word um uh not double jeopardy what's it called when you have um it's a long time since the crime has occurred uh, statute of limitations yeah if there's statute of limitations on like murder and stuff yeah i feel like we should have statute of limitations on uh on you I, know, comedy i don't think that, yeah i don't think that that run <sighs> runs on a statute of limitations i don't think uh <laughs> i think statute of limitations are more for your uh your your, your petty crimes you know your your minor <laughs> larcenies yeah, I, I don't think it applies think to um nice try pat Nice try, I don't. I don't think it applies system. to uh, either Ted Danson in this scenario or uh, murder. Yeah, but back to back, but back to Mobar though. Oh god, that almost got off, off track. Sorry, Ted Danson. <laughs> Come on the podcast, and we'll make it up to you. Fuck uh, you, Ted. Yeah. Uh, so, what I think about this? Um, yeah, I was having a tough time placing it, but I, I thought Jackson Brown was pretty accurate. I like the '90s theme song too. That that's a good one as well. Because I, yeah, I was having a real tough time uh, figuring out where this song would fit in society. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a little little tough time with it. I do like how you're you're branching out into different styles. I like the organ music. That was cool. Uh, There's a little like electronic beeps and boops there too. You you were you were trying for a little like you know sci-fi a little bit in there. I heard that. 
Well, this is like this is like a third or fourth iteration down. So my first first thing I did was uh, I stayed up until two in the morning, and then I played like three minutes of organ music, and then I I chopped it up and I tried to turn it into a different thing, and that didn't work. Um, <laughs> and then I can't remember. I think I tried to write an actual like a cool song about Mobar, like you know. Mobar's got yeah. sunglasses on and an M M60 machine gun, you know, blasting people. Um, that but that didn't cool. work. Um, and then I was hanging out with my actual dog on the couch. Uh, and that seemed to make sense. <laughs> Man, well, I, would, I would love to see, like, um, a time. You know how you always see those videos of, of, uh, of guys, like, doing work? Like the YouTube videos of like time lapse, like of a of a sculpture, or like yeah. uh, it'd be cool to see a, a time lapse of Nate, like over the course of three days, just like rocking back and forth, like writhing and and just like screaming, and like almost looks like a Paranormal Activity, where he's just standing still, looking in a corner for like three days straight, like just uh, uh, writhing in a corner, and then all of a sudden he just stops, stands up straight, walks over to an organ, and then plays the song. All at once. I assume that's how you write music. You're you're about ninety percent of the way there, <laughs> but the the last ten percent is very there's critical differences. Okay. Yeah. Fill us in. Well, first there's bathroom breaks, the occasional snack. Yeah, but you got buckets. You got you got bottles. I know you. I don't spend my time sitting on a couch writhing. <laughs> And pooping in buckets. <laughs> you, I don't believe that, and I don't think any of the listeners believe that. Well, le- beliefs are a funny thing, Pat. <laughs> Most of yours are wrong. <laughs> so, preach uh, dancing. <laughs> That's for the future. Uh, eventually, when he when he gets when he gets captured. Yeah. Um, all right, Pat. What do you think? You think the song's a hit? Um, you know, for all its positives, I can't say that I like it. Like, I think this is one that I, I really, really nailed in terms of like style. And um, you know, if if there was a a, a show, a sitcom about hanging with Mister Mobar, I think this would fit nicely. Um. Yeah, I, I I can't say this is a hit. Other than that, um, yeah, I know that the the uh, the big dog conglomerate can also be a pretty powerful buying buying segment of society. Uh, people love their dogs, fur babies. And, yeah, fur babies. Uh, but I don't know if they even that group would like this one. I'm gonna. I'm also gonna say not a hit. Um, I, I love Mobar, love ID4. Um, kind of hoping there was more Harvey Firestein. Oh there. God, in there, but yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like that could have been a good sample sample track. <laughs> Just sampling. Oh God, or hello, boys. I'm uh, back. Yeah. Well, Did you say, we'll oh God. Do... Oh crap! I think it's or is it oh crap? Okay, I'm gonna know. go watch it and then I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that there's a lot of good clips from that. So maybe when we do our second ID4 episode, maybe we'll we'll get that kind of song treatment from uh, Nasty Nathan Sharp. Get a 
get a yeah. sampled selection from ID the ID four soundboard. ID four two. Mm, I, I think that the sound bites in the first one are better. We'll just do another another episode. I don't okay. think you could yeah. get me to watch ID four two now. I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> I fell asleep during Didn't the first you time. You were... Okay, yeah. that's that's what I realized. Yeah. I fell asleep. That was the key the key moment because I uh, you know the ID four two sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. I just sat in a corner. What was my vision was blurred actual... and I just started writhing. Do you guys remember <laughs> It's like the scene, it's like the ending or the, the mid part of uh uh Clockwork Orange. You just sleep paralysis, eyes open in fear, like ah! watching ID four two. <laughs> What's the um would you guys remember the subtitle for ID four two? I don't know. It's Matrix Revolutions. Oh, not that far off. It was uh, called Resurgence. <laughs> I don't know oh, how man. they thought this movie. Well, <laughs> I mean, you said you want. Yeah, I, I, okay. It was. It's exactly what it was meant to be. Just running purely off of goodwill. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, Nate. I appreciate it. Uh, no, it wasn't. Happening to all of our love for Mobart. Well, yeah, I still appreciate you. Though. I want to make sure you know that we all appreciate all the hipsters out there. Appreciate you. I'm just saying this now because I can't shower you with any praise on the song, but I want to make sure that you know we appreciate you. Yeah, who you are as a person. Now you're a good man. No. Yeah. Uh, maybe you know what? Trying to trying to shoehorn. Or trying to create a song about Mobar. That's a tough one, man. You you went in there, yeah. you you played the game on hard and you uh you got beat yourself. But uh it's a valiant failure. Valiant yeah. failure. Maybe it was maybe it was also my fault for expecting uh something more along the lines of ID four and not a nineties sitcom theme song. Yeah, we wanted wanted um randy quaid level of enthusiasm and uh scenery chewing you know we wanted that intensity that wild-eyed you know ah, and, and energy manic energy that that uh you get from only a randy quaid type and you gave yeah. us uh randy quaid's adopted son who i thought was jason gordon levitt but is not so joseph gordon levitt <laughs> you're you're not here for mobar at all that's no. that's the crux of this. You never cared about Mobar. You're a boomer man. You thought your friend was you thought your friend was dumb when he just had a much better name for this dog. Boomer is unoriginal and quite frankly, the vapid. Mobar? Oh. Yeah. I started calling my dog Mobar this week because it's a solid name. <laughs> so if you don't care about Mobar, well quite frankly, Pat. Quite frankly, I think this is another example of where your opinions are flat out wrong. <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. You know? Well, on that note, we our conclusion is Pat's opinions are wrong. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up for the week. You guys got anything else? No. Good try, man. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Good try. Later. <laughs> no, right. you can have a listen. You can have a bad song 
but try and have a good try. You know what I mean? So yeah. good fail. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't an epic fail. It was just a good fail. Just a good yeah, fail. Was, a nice, solid fail. I want to encourage you to, like, swing the fences, you know? But like we said, you just got to keep swinging. Keep on rolling, Johnny. Keep on rolling, Johnny. Keep on rolling, Johnny. Rolling, Johnny. Uh, I wanted to remind the listeners real quick of uh, that voicemail box, 707-780-2448. I would love when you guys call in. Make sure you do that. We want to hear. I want to hear your take on Mobar. Let's hear what you guys think about it. Where could we sell Mobar to? We don't think it's a hit, but maybe someone out there does. So let us know. Things don't need to be a hit to make money. I mean, they don't need to be a hit in our eyes, but they need to be a hit in someone's eyes. And you know what? Exactly. They need to be vapid. Like Boomer. If anyone has eyes out there that may think this is a hit, let us know. There's a whole generation of Boomers. I don't know if there's a generation of Mobars. (laughs) We'll look into that. The Mobar generation is the new greatest generation. (laughs) Mobar Esiason. Star. (laughs) Hall of Famer. <laughs> the, the the baby Mobar generation. <laughs> baby Mobar is a good band name. Oh, I'd oh. watch that. I'd watch that episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. All right. Well, we'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Now I can't tell you you're the best. It's not up for me to say. Wait, wait, don't hang up. We have voicemails. Uh, what do we have? I think we have two voicemails today. May or may not be different people. We'll find out momentarily. All right. Let's queue up voicemail number one. Fuck. What the fuck was that trash? I thought you were trying to make hit. The fantastic bird boy, are you trying to fucking scare people away? What was that? Are you kidding me? You, you you almost had me when you're talking about werewolves in London. Like, finally, finally I'm going to get that summer hit, fucking sell out like Kid Rock, and then you fucking pour this trash down our gullet. Get your shit together. Get your finger on the pulse of the people. I don't want to hear about Pat's fucking brain. And you fucking murdering it, or whatever the fuck that was. Just get your shit together and make a hit. What was that? Bye. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Can't say I necessarily agree with this caller. What do you guys think? Well, I... Go ahead. Go ahead, Nate. I'm pretty happy to make someone mad. That was what I wanted. (laughs) I don't care about quality here. That was that was <laughs> I wanted true. I wanted to make something abrasive. And so if if this caller is furious, well then all the better. As long as he's going to keep on listening. I want to give him enough of a taste of what could be a hit. You, you, you heard it. We 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 fed him just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, he's like he's like the rat where you just give him a, a little pellet of food sometimes if he Grawls through a maze and presses a button. But you know what? If once out of every three times you give him half a pellet of food, he's going to keep on crawling through that maze, pressing that button. And that's what I want. Pat, Pat what do you think? 
Uh, you know, I, I, I disagree with this caller. I love Fantastic Bird Boy. You know, it's a story of my triumph. Of course, I'm going to yep. love it. Um, I think I, that this is, I liked, this is what I liked about him. He was uh, full of hate. And, um, you know, this is, this is the area that we're taking our crowd base in is, uh, you know, we want to get a lot of really angry people together. We really want to get kind of recognized, like, I'd say, like, the Juggalos, how they're recognized by the FBI as a, uh actual gang. I think that's where we're headed with our hitsters, is uh, violent, scary men that have bad opinions and will kill you by suplexing you to death. I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, I agree. That, that guy sounded like a Juggalo. Um, but... uh I also think that the, that previous caller may have been the evil mollusk man, right? I think he was pretty angry about the the events that occurred in the Fantastic Bird Boy, and, and maybe that was him calling in to let us know what he thought. It all maybe, adds up. Maybe. Evil mollusk man wanted to kill pterodactyl man all along. That's true. Yeah, right. took that from him. Well, okay, so that was obviously about the Fantastic Bird Boy. Let's hear what this caller in voicemail number two has to say about possibly a different song. Maybe he's living in an office space. We don't know. All right, let's hear voicemail number two. Sounds like you've already heard these voicemails. Not a chance. Hey, guys. Okay, was real angry last time. Last song made no sense. This song, this has got all the stuff of hit. First thing right off the bat that I feel about this song, like, I completely zoned out for like half of it, which is what I'm asking for from most music in general, is I just wanna, I just wanna listen to it and not hear a single word of it. Like, I hear the beginning, living in an office space, and then like, and then it's the end of the song, which as an American consumer is exactly what you're looking for. It's short, I don't have to invest a lot of, like, my mind into it. And, you know, it's all about, you know, the, you know, working in an office space, which is something we aren't doing. You know, it's what everyone wants, which you can't have. So, uh, you know, uh, beyond that, you know, uh, I'm not really super sorry that I lost my cool in my last message. But, you know, you, you needed to hear it. Hear it. But I'm also still sorry. <laughs> but get your shit together. Like, are you trying to make hits or are you trying to, like, jack yourself up here? You know? That's all. Anyways, keep it fresh. Get y'all most. Bye. Yes, you too. <laughs> keep it fresh, chum. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm very enthused that you, like... Chums. I'm very enthused that you liked this output. Now, I can't say that I agree with your taste, but I can say that you sound like a good American <laughs> consumer. And audience, if you're listening, American worker fly. I would like you to raise your hands if you ever listen to any of the words in the music. Very few of you see, have your hands raised yeah, right now. No one listens to anything. It's unimportant. When you were a child, did you understand any of the words to the songs that you liked? I knew that one was the loneliest number. I learned that uh, there were kids starving in Japan in the song Eat It. 
Well, yeah. it sounds like guess... we're just learning a whole bunch here, aren't we? We're, we're we're all just in an educational paradise, aren't we? But that's not that's yeah. not what my dedicated fan here, our dedicated fan here, yeah. wants. He doesn't want to learn a damn thing. He wants to check out. He wants to check yep. out because do you know why? We learn why? too much. Time in this to life. retire is time to die. That's why you check out. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, he makes a lot of good points. He really does. And I think he's got the tough love thing down. I think he's got the, um, you know, he's he's got the love part down, too. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's got he's the, telling you, the touch. He's got the touch. <laughs> he's basically just, like, doing a better job than Max and I ever are. You know? If anyone yeah. was to, to take my place, it would be this caller. Likely, he has face tattoos of your face already, Nate. Which is awesome, and what true hitsters do. Yep, he is the most juggalo of our fans. I have yeah. a question. Does uh, yeah. the FBI watch list uh, put juggalos on it to protect the insane clown posse from the juggalos? <laughs> is that part I of it? I think it's the other way around. I think it's the other way around. Oh, they're protecting the juggalos <laughs> from ICP? Yeah, the, yeah. the juggalos yeah. are protecting the FBI from the ICP? <laughs> From like Fago related accidents. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious oral burrows of uh, of ins and outs. If you if you if you get into the ICP Juggalo FBI watch list game, you're gonna find out it's it's more complex than a than a pit of vipers just writhing all over each other. It's there's ins, there's outs. It's it's basically that movie where um, Matt Damon uh, gets killed. Um, Face off. Jack, Nichols, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Face, Face off, off. Yeah. yeah. Good good flick. Yeah. It is a good movie. Yeah. Um, well, good voicemails. Uh, I appreciate that caller letting us know how he felt. Sorry, evil mollusk man, that we uh probably can't uh grant you your wishes, but you know, what are you gonna do? Um, so, uh, anyone else want to let us know how they feel about the songs, get real angry, get real lit about these, uh, about these, uh, these hits that we feel are hits, but maybe not everyone else feels their hits. Just let us know what you think. Uh, 707-780-2448. Would love to hear from people who are different than that guy. So that number again is 780-707-780-2448. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah. Probably could use a jingle, right? Yeah. Is, is, it, is it like 707-7802-HITS? Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. All right. So we can be like, yeah, yeah. 707-7802-HITS. That's not a good Perfect. jingle. We'll work on it. Music, we'll work on it. Music to my ears. Don't change a thing. That is the blood of uh, of jingles, you know, in terms of our our podcast. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think that's all we got this week. And if you got anything you want to call on about, go ahead and call that number. Uh, other than that. We will uh, talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Be soon.